Today, I have such a cool episode. I have Kyle Freeman on the podcast. You can find her on Instagram, N-K-Y-L-E-F-R-E-E-M-A-N, and Kyle Freeman, and definitely connect with her on there. And she is a feng shui and tarot and yoga teacher. Oh my God, she puts like all of these modalities together, especially the feng shui energy reading with the tarot. And my mind is blown after this conversation. I'm recording the intro immediately and just putting this episode out right now so you guys can catch her course that she's doing. Um, She's doing like a little intro course to feng shui and tarot and how to combine them this Sunday. Um, Let me get the date straight. March 8th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And she's also going to be um, sending it out and so if you can't make it live, you can also like listen to the recording um, later, which I love because you can just like keep soaking in the information. And during this convo, she like gives me like a little mini reading, which kind of just shows you like how much the subconscious is mirroring, mirroring your external, ex- I can't talk today, external world and how Your environment is a mirror for your personal life and it's so amazing what she can do and what she can illuminate for you with these techniques and I've never really thought about it to be honest um, which is crazy like how have you not really energetically thought about your space like that but she brings it into um, just like this esoteric yet very practical way to make sense of all of it. Um, So definitely check out her workshop. I believe it's just $10 um, donation fee because she's trying to get it like up and running. This is like the first one that she's doing. So definitely sign up for it. Oh my God, like everybody needs to. And if you want to like book her for a whole session to do a consult for your house and your space and your life, you definitely should. I cannot recommend her enough. She's based in New York and she'll come to your house in New York to do a direct consultation or you can do it over Zoom and online. So anywhere in the world and you'll see like what a big impact she can make just by this podcast. And she talks about what feng shui is on this podcast and how it mirrors us and different things she's learned and how we can use tarot to overlap these techniques. And oh my God, I just can't say enough good things about her. So 
definitely check her out and Kyle Freeman on Instagram. Sign up for her workshop there this Sunday. If you don't catch it, she said she is going to try to do a recording of it. So then you can purchase it later. Um, But regardless, you could always just book her for a session. And without any further ado, here is Kyle telling us all about energy and feng shui and tarot and all of the good things. So go ahead and just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Just say hello. Hi, everybody. So I'm a feng shui consultant, yoga instructor, and I also read tarot, which I normally label as like intuitive counseling. Um, And... Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing all of that for a while. Um, I I moved fully into yoga and feng shui about ten years ago, and I didn't add tarot to the mix until probably three years ago. Nice. So, how did you find each of the modalities? Okay. So I've been doing, I took my first yoga class as like a teenager and sort of, um, that was, that was in Alabama. I was 13 and it was like, a, um, a, a tiny little place, like in the middle of nowhere and yoga was not a thing down there yet. And so it was years before I really started practicing regularly. It wasn't until I was like mm, 17 probably. And so my first experience of like diving into yoga was actually Kundalini yoga um, Mm. when I was living in New Orleans. So that's kind of, if you, if you know all the different yoga worlds, it's kind of an interesting one to start with. It's very esoteric. Uh, And that was like, I loved it. I, I fell in love immediately. And I was in architecture school at the time. and. I'd say probably like the practical reason why I found yoga was I had a lot of like migraines and neck pain and that kind of got me in the door and then the philosophy is what like kept me there and the experiences is what kept me there. What about the Um, philosophy really drew you in? This is not very, like, this is not the best answer, but it felt like I remember feeling like I was being introduced to, like, a mystical, magical world. And, like, that's what drew me in at first. It wasn't any of, like, the dogma that that drew me in. It was just um, mystery, I think. That's so cool. That playful mystery. Yeah. Um. So in architecture school, 
was totally planning on moving forward in architecture and, but was still, you know, practicing yoga on the side. And I ended up um, working in architecture for a few years and having a hard time, like, like with the idea of we were designing these, it was a uh, large scale residential and commercial buildings. And so we were designing these homes for people, these apartments for people like sitting like hunched over at our computers and like these little, I mean, not quite cubicles, but like in tiny little spaces. And I was having a lot of um, uh, like neck migraine type pain just from sitting at a desk all, all day long and like uh, doing renderings and stuff like that. And I was like, this is so weird that we're designing these spaces for people, but like none of us are really in our bodies. Um, and, and, and we're the people who are like determining <laughs> determining how how people inhabit their space or we're creating spaces that people are inhabiting so in in a way we're sort of in control of how people are working in their space and I mean it wasn't that conscious of a thought line it was more of like this intuitive feeling of like something's off here and so I ended up leaving uh, working in architecture to sort of explore a deeper understanding of space still with the goal of moving back into architecture later so I wanted to understand like how bodies related to space more so that's when I started like I got my yoga certification and started teaching yoga and did a lot of other side jobs that that explored like objects in space like I um, worked for a sculptor making his artwork that I worked for a gallery um, writing about artwork and starting to understand like, oh, why do people buy certain objects for their home, um, you know, more than just investment, like, uh, and in like the gallery world, the provenance of the object is very important. And that was always interesting to me that, that the people that lived with the object before you did is something to note is like very noteworthy. And now I understand it from a different perspective, which is more um, the object holds on to the energy of the previous owners. So if you're buying an art object that, that, that it's been owned or like sitting in different museums, or, um, it's collected like energetic imprints from these different owners or these different situations. And you're bringing all of that into your home, which can be like really positive or negative. Um, so exploring different aspects of space through different jobs. I, I like built cabinets and installed cabinets in in like larger scale buildings, like really weird stuff. And I started to formulate sort of my own uh, philosophy or understanding of home and space and how to work with that. And all the while I had had this uh, mentor who was an acupuncturist and, and shaman and, and, I stumble into his office one day for for a session and I was like, okay, like I figured it all out. Like um, architecture is this like combination of like philosophy and um, space and people and objects. And I just rambled on for like 30 minutes and he sat there like very patiently listening to me. (laughs) And then when I finished, he was like, yes, that's already a 5,000 year old science called feng shui. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, someone's thought of this before. 
And of course it wasn't exactly, exactly that, but that like really opened a lot of doors for me that people had been thinking about these things and about, um, uh, objects and people in relationship to each other for thousands of years and then built entire philosophies. And, you know, you start to look into that more and it's like, uh, Celtic tradition has a philosophy. Um, like the Indian lineage has a philosophy. Um, like most cultures do have some philosophy about these ideas. And so it was just like an initiation into this club that I didn't know about. <laughs> so after that, I started formally studying feng shui. And so that's how I, I got into feng shui. So it was in, I was intuitively guided there and then started the formal practice. Ooh, I love that story. It's like it found you. Yeah. So cool. So what was something that really like blew your mind once you had this realization and then you started looking into feng shui? Well, when I started studying feng shui, there was more formal maps and techniques um, that I was taught. And one of the main principles is that your home is a mirror to your internal landscape. And so when I was first doing like, like shadowing my mentor and like watching him do consultations, it was crazy to see how he would talk to the client and the client would, you know, reveal something that was going on in their life. And then we would look at their floor plan and it would be written in the floor, you know, like patterned into the floor plan. And it was like, holy shit, this stuff is so real. <laughs> it's like, of course, intuitively I was drawn to it and I knew that and I felt that, but then to see it and see it with people who didn't even, you know, who weren't necessarily like quote unquote spiritually connected at all. Um, that, that blew my mind the first, the first few times. And, and now I'm like, well, yeah, of course, of course that's a thing. But at the time that was mirroring back to me, all of these, um, sort of like intuitive downloads that I had received through these different like weird jobs that I had. And actually another, another time that was really interesting was I was cleaning. So I, I studied a bit of space clearing as well. Um, and this was but before I studied any space clearing along with the feng shui, I was responsible for like cleaning the new sculptures that came in or they weren't new but the old sculptures that came into the gallery and I would get a migraine almost every single time and later when I started understanding what space clearing was and how energetically objects hold the imprint of former of the maker and of former people that have like housed it and I realized that I was uh, like clearing the field of that object every time. And it was sort of short circuiting my like neurological system and giving me migraines. And I was like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense now. Um, and I didn't really fully realize how sensitive I was until I started to like dive deeper into these practices. 
That's so interesting. And can you give an example of how like a mirroring of somebody's subconscious and like their relationships are then mirrored into people's homes and their environments and floor plans like something that you saw that you were like oh my god that's so interesting sure um okay let me think of the best a good example I mean, this is kind of a, a light, a light example. But when one of the one of the feng shui techniques that I use is called the Bagua, and that's widely used in BTB school of feng shui, which was brought over to the U.S. Or it was really it was feng shui was brought over to the U.S. by this guy named Professor Lin Yun, and he created a school on Long Island, um, and sort of created this evolved version of feng shui called DTB school. So there's a bunch of different schools of feng shui. And the bagua is, um, it's a map that you place over your floor plan. And the idea is that your entire inner world is mapped out in these nine different squares. And then you overlay that over your floor plan and you can see where these different areas of your life are falling in your home. So one example, um, and this is like a pretty, this is a pretty obvious example and it's not always this obvious, but I was working with someone who was trying to get pregnant. And one of the areas in the bag law is your creativity area, which is, it's about creating your future, visioning for your future um, just that creative energy in general and like quite literally about like creating children and birthing children. And when I overlaid it over there, they had like a rectangular, it was more of like a U-shaped home. And when I overlaid it over their floor plan, the area that the creativity, what we call gua fell in was like missing because like missing in their house in the sense that they had a U-shaped floor plan. There was like this little like gap. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Yeah. So what we did, I mean, like shifting the energy of home is very useful, but also we had to talk through like why, what within her was blocked as far as um, like fears of having a child or fear fear in her ability to uh, create in that way. And they had moved into that house not not too long before and and you're you're generally attracted to your home because you resonate it in some resonate with it in some way, so with its energy field in some way. So it's like they had moved into that home for her to really start to work with her her own like connection to her creative energy. And that home, it wasn't really helping her. Like it was actually like it, it just mirrored back this this belief system that she had that she couldn't do it. But by working with me, she was able to consciously 
see that, okay, I chose this home because it was mirroring like where I was resonating at the, at the time, but now I can shift this perspective and we can change, um, change some things in the home that help reflect this perspective shift and that changes the energy grid. So it's more like a rectangle. So there's no longer, I mean, we didn't like break down walls, but energetically it wasn't um, a U shape anymore. We created this rectangular um, energetic field, which was uh, mirroring back to her that like she is working through these, these blockages and folding in this, um, this new level of trust that her body, her personal field can support this journey. And that was being now reinforced by the new like home uh, energy pattern that we had worked on. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like when you clean out, like I'm thinking about just like cleaning out a closet and like the feet, it feels like it changes you. Like you feel a little bit lighter and it's so, I mean, I've never like really thought about it, but like cleaning up your space and then it kind of like also changes you. But then if you change your, like reflecting that upon your space it's like you're right it's like so interconnected it's so cool yeah and we always have blind spots so it's it's nice to work with your home so that you can start to um have a dialogue and it can it can that that practice um you know you're always going to be what is it like at best 10 percent conscious and 90 percent unconscious so so everyone has a lot of blind spots But different practices like um, yoga, you know, learning to uh, stay in your center and revolve around yourself in these like these twisting poses and having someone help you reach that full revolution um, helps you see really the world, the room from a different perspective that you've with your personal quirks in your body, you've never been able to do before. And that's a a practice similar to feng shui that you're always working to sort of um, move through all the rooms in your body, all the rooms in your, your house body and, uh, and illuminate some of those areas that maybe you don't go to very often. So the practice of working with your home is the same thing. Like you can use, there's a bunch of different um, techniques, but like, for example, the Bagua map, uh, if there's, if you're working on, let's see, like uh, your relationships, like with your, your intimate relationships, maybe with your, your business partner or your um, romantic partner, and you're like, oh, this is like not going well right now. <laughs> I need to like up level. And then you look at your home and you're like, oh, that's the closet that I've been dreading cleaning out for months. And so you, it kind of starts to line up and you're like, okay, now I have motivation to like, um, very consciously clean out and organize this closet, not in like an OCD compulsive way, but in a, let me, uh, bring a little light to this area. Um, and maybe like light a candle at the end of, of the, you know, make it a ritual, light the candle at the end of reorganizing and cleaning it out. That's so interesting. So how does tarot come into all of this? I'm like dying to know. Good question. So, tarot, I just thought was 
beautiful. And for me, I started playing with tarot a few years ago and it was another, it was just another divination tool and the way that like reading floor plans is a divination tool for me. Um, reading bodies is a divination tool for me. Um, well, I guess that's not as good of an example. I the, think it is. It's a good example. The floor plan. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe. There's, there's maps that you can place on the body. So the maps would be more the divination tool. Okay. So anyways, tarot is similar to like reading a floor plan. Tarot is just a mirror to your internal world, right? Right. I mean, you read tarot. You've experienced that. Totally. Um, and so when I picked up a deck, like right away, I was already, I had already done intuitive work for so long. I was like, oh, okay, this is. This is really easy for me, and it's just this beautiful. It was so much more vibrant than not so much more. I'm, I'm. It was just a different experience than looking at floor plans. I absolutely, I'm such a nerd. I absolutely love looking at floor plans. Um, but looking at these like different cars with different beautiful art, um, was just a really exciting, different, different method. And so I started just bringing it into my feng shui consultations when you know, when people were talking or when, when we would maybe stumble into something that um, wasn't fully illuminated in the floor plan or I couldn't connect to it. I also just connect a lot through just talking with someone. So I, I couldn't get an intuitive download just from talking to them. So I'd pull out the cards and ask the cards and it would usually give me some insightful information. Um, and I was also working with it with my in my own practice of working with my home so I use I use it often when I, I do a bagua ritual which is like following also nine star key ritual it's nine star key is like a Japanese um take on a Japanese influenced uh feng shui astrology is maybe a good way of explaining um, but it uses the the nine square grid, and you basically trace. I'm trying to think of how to explain it without giving too much information. You trace the nine square grid, setting intentions for each area of your life. So it's a very like specific ritual that you can do. And as I was doing that and, and setting intentions for each area of my life I would pull a card and the card would give me a little bit further information about okay what's going on in this aspect of my life like what's wh what do I what's the energetic invitation um in the like relationship area of my life or in the career area of my life and it was just like a nice prompt to go a little bit deeper um so that's one way or that's two ways that I've used it with clients and with myself and so I started teaching how to use the tarot with with the bagua which has been really cool um just to give people a bit more of a bit more information does that make sense yeah that is so cool so do you kind of yeah. like, so you pull cards to kind of like read the room? I was wondering if it was like that or if there are certain cards that like rule certain spaces. Okay. So then taking it a little bit deeper, 
There is what I use in homes called um, the five element system. So the five element system is metal, fire, wood, earth, and water. So there's also element system going on in the tarot deck, but it's four elements. And I don't feel like they, I haven't really figured out like how that directly correlates to the five elements. And I'm not really trying to do that, but over time, so I also do like daily pulls for myself. And so I'll start to see like, Oh wow. I'm really like working with the King of Wands a lot right now. Um, which is like fire, fire, it's a lot of fire. And it's a lot about, um, you know, trailblazing forward, putting yourself out into the world or, or emperor too. Both of those cards would be similar, similar in the five elements translation. So if I'm working with either one of those cards, I will, to me, those correlate with fire elements and the fame illumination area of the Bagua. So if I'm kind of on a roll for a week pulling those, then I, I, I felt like it was a good way to give myself a little more support by deepening, you know, I journal about it, but then deepening that, that intention of working with those energies by shifting something in my home. So um, maybe like, I mean, I've done many different things, but one of them would be light a candle in the same gua, the same area of my home for nine nights in a row. Mm. So what so I started cool. to see over time, yeah, was that the cards could be translated into, um, or they could correlate with the Bagua and the five element system. And it doesn't have to be like, I don't have like a hard fixed way that they, that they, uh, translate or they, like I don't let's see I, I don't blend the two modalities together I more like layer them on top of each other so like I do one and then I get the information from the the tarot and then I'm like okay now let me let me put on like my feng shui brain and see how this energy plays out in the feng shui techniques that I use and then I can change something in my environment to solidify the intention that I that, that, that was being offered through the cards. That's so cool. So, oh my God, yeah. I love and that. Then, I love the example of the King of Wands too with lighting a candle. Yeah. And it's the, 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 the for sure, um, I'm trying to think of another one recently. Um, oh, Empress. Uh, in relationship areas. So it doesn't matter what, or actually depending on what aspect of the card you're working on, like the, I feel like the Empress could go in relationship area, or if you're working on a different aspect of it, it could go um, in, for example, the, the help the people travel area, which is like, it's very, it's very, that's a very like masculine law, but if you are working on receiving in that area, receiving help, then that can, that could correlate with that area. So it depends on which aspect of the card that you're working on, how I would look at it in the bagua. 
Hmm. There's so so many ideas. Yes, and it sounds. I feel like it sounds more complicated than it is, but once you learn like the basic system, or just at least one basic technique, feng shui technique, then you can start to work with them. It's like a a portal through uh, to a portal to using tarot in your home I thought it was so interesting so I drew a floor plan like you recommended Mm -hmm. because we were gonna like talk about it in the workshop that you're holding yeah and I thought like I've never done that before and I think it was like such a practice to just like I don't know get an idea of your space I almost feel like it's like worth it for everybody to do that I love that you say that because for themselves, right? I don't know. Like, what can you like learn from just like observing your space? People kind of panic because they're like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not good at that. I can't do it." And I'm like, "No, no, no. You, you can do it." And and a lot of people, you know, want me to come over and do it. And like you, I feel like it's super valuable to do it yourself um it's like in yoga when people do like body scans right like you're sitting in your space and you're basically scanning doing like an energetic scan of your space when you're trying to figure out like okay is that like I'm sitting say you're sitting in the middle when you're drawing your space you're walking around you're starting to perceive your space like we this in relationship to that and you're kind of putting together all the different areas of in your of your life in relation to each other like on an esoteric level um and i think we were talking about this a bit before we uh started re- recording but you a lot of people will of course, I think, what did you say? Like, I, I know I didn't do it quite right, or I know I didn't do it to scale or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's what I find to be so beautiful and so fascinating, because as we're, like, working with it, you'll start to realize, like, oh, shit, like, I completely forgot to include this entire closet. And you'll realize, like, oh, okay, and that's in my family like ancestry area and and also I was like working on that like a blind spot in that area like it can start to give you information about where your blind spots are or um I mean a a number of different it can point out a number of different things but uh what you leave out and what you do quote-unquote wrong is actually like the gold the valuable stuff to look at it was interesting because I found like I really feel comfortable on the east side of my house, like the front facing, like that's where like our door is, our front door. And it's like, I felt like everything was easier to draw, like towards the front of the house. Um, Like, yeah, which is interesting. I don't know. And then I think like, okay, well, the sun rises there and I always feel like better, like a fresh new start and it feels like a little yeah, bit how fresher. are you with endings how are you with endings and letting go really terrible <laughs> so bad 
<laughs> I feel like the well, back side of our house is like neglected. Like I think about like our back porch like patio area like we haven't even done anything with that we've been living here for like three years and like like we have like a room where it's just filled with junk and like we've been neglecting like this bathroom that's there like need the sink needs to be fixed and oh wow is this all on your first floor that you're talking about no like both both (laughs) because on your first floor that back area is um let's see it's your wealth it's your fame and it's your relationship well the garage is is your relationship that's so funny because I'm like not allowed in the garage really it's like I wouldn't say that it's like definitely his space it's interesting also because this was the house my husband grew up in so oh wow it's like a lot of energy and there's like all of these memories in the garage and like he totally like invites me into it but I almost don't feel comfortable because it's like so much of his dad's stuff is in there and I like don't want to mess it up you know what I mean yeah, I mean, so pretty quickly without doing, like, much work with you, um, <laughs> every, everything that you've said thus far is, like, this this house, how long have y'all been living here? So we've been living here, I think, like, three years. Okay. I mean, it's really inviting both of you to look at um, letting go and, 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 you know, like, like sunset. Um releasing relationships and not necessarily like uh like it can be you know like a death card type thing where it's like letting go to evolve not like completely completely die but I'd say that's a big thing to work with and there's different things that you can do even though you're not (laughs) you're not allowed in the garage and he would like Um, slap me if he heard me say that because he's never said that and I feel like he's always made me feel so like welcome it's just one of those things you know where you just get a vibe and you're like I feel like this is your space like I'm not gonna go you know what I mean which is another interesting aspect of like environment where you just feel like more welcome in one space or another? Definitely. Um, I mean, it sounds like he really has an energetic foothold on that area and really the whole house, right? Right. And that, I mean, that's like a whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, It's definitely one of like the wildest things I've ever done in my life is... You know, move into this move house. Into someone's family home. Yes. <laughs> and we totally, I was like very uncomfortable at first, as you might be. Um, but we decided to like renovate it. And he really made me feel comfortable of like making it our own, which was like so nice. And it really yeah, feels like huge. it's starting to like feel like our home which is really special and nice. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But it was definitely like there's still like certain spaces like the basement. I don't even like that's just like storage for like family stuff. I don't think I even like drew the basement. And it's not even y'all's storage. It's his family's storage. It's like his mom has a lot of stuff down there and a lot of it is like his dad's old stuff and it's like his family's memories um it's like definitely like quote unquote like the closet you know what I mean but like the ghosty closet (laughs) yes the ghosty closet yes so there's a lot of um, and it's also interesting because it's like watery it feels very watery which I feel like is very like death card Scorpio and also like the water heater is down there very literally and we have to ver- pay attention that it doesn't like flood and like yeah I don't know it's just I you've got me like thinking about so many things <laughs> there's a there's a lot to look at there. I mean, in the style of yoga that I teach, which is also really cool, about seven or eight years ago, I found um, this woman, Naveen Nishan, who created, uh, oh, she's now my teacher, but she created Katona Yoga, and it's a Taoist, um, a Taoist-influenced sort of hapa-based yoga. So it's using a lot of the, the same Chinese philosophy, but on your body and the, the lower floors are what we call like the basement floor. And that, that holds like your, your kidneys, your circuit, which is, and your, um, sorry, your kidneys and like your sacrum, which is your neurological circuit breaker. And, and that area, that's like your, your watery depth. It's, it's your end, your ancestral stock. So it's your paternal lineage and your maternal lineage. And it, it is like, it can it can get very like in your body, like if people sit oddly in their, their pelvis, it can get very like watery and swampy, which is like translate is kind of like a sluggish, a sluggish energy. So you got to like go down to your basement and there's certain exercises that you can do to, um, to ignite your pilot light and clear out all of that, drain all of that water. And it's this stuff directly translates to your home. And in, in, your house it sounds like there is like there's some foundational stuff for you guys to work with there like for him and and maybe even for you there's a lot of like uh dropping into his ancestral inheritance and sorting through like what he wants to keep and take with him and what he'd like to, you know, release and let go of, or what he's worked through enough to release and let go of. Um, and, and starting to, to work through that. I mean, I would actually like have him work on his body a little bit as well. Um, that starts to clear that basement energy, which is like your survival your stability like your lower floors or your stability and what's like the advantage because I know if I were to like talk to him he'd be like (laughs) he'd be like it's fine we don't go down there like do you want to go down there and I'd be like no I don't want to go down there so like (laughs) yeah how does it like energetically yeah a lot of time it takes 
like it in your for when I'm working with people in their body, a lot of time it takes injury for them to be like, Oh, this is the thing, maybe I should investigate this. Um and so in your home, um what is the benefit? I guess is it like the idea of like stagnation? Like then you don't have like energy flowing through there. Yes, I mean you don't have much ownership over your uh, your elements of stability. So, so if you, you know, I mean, there's different times in your life where you're called to work on different things, and um, so if it's like I see a lot of things in people's homes that I don't necessarily point out because it's not something they're working on right now. So it's, it's kind of a balance of there's like your, your spirit starts to make you more aware of things and aware of things that you need to work on too. I would say the, the motivation is evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but like technically, uh, it can be um, money, um, like it, it can increase your capacity to like uh, hold more in your container, you know, like you don't have like a leaky container, so you can hold more money, hold more uh, energy. Um, right, because it's like, like your root. More, more, yeah. Yeah. So would you like pull yeah. a card? Like if you brought tarot into the situation. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I would be, we're not doing a formal consultation. So if we were doing a formal consultation, I would have done it in a different framework to get more information. Um, but. I do want to ask. I just pulled out my deck. I know I'm throwing you like way I'm, off, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> no, so no. it's like a it's like a fun ride, but then I'm like, oh wait, hold on, this is not the the, uh, the protocol my, my framework that, that yeah that gives me that gives me some good answers for you. Um, uh, I, I would say another motivation is whatever you don't process ancestrally, like you know karmic inheritance, you pass on to the next generation so and this is like very uh you know like psycho spiritual and 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 easy to sort of I, I don't know how much this motivates you but working through that basement level stuff starts the, or ignites the process of um releasing like karmic inheritance stuff that you don't want generations in front of you to carry forward. So you're healing seven generations back and seven generations forward. Mm. Yeah, that's big. That, I mean, that's the big stuff. Do you but think like, I was like... also trying to give you like, I feel like people <laughs> need that day-to-day motivation. <laughs> Do you think it like processes, like unravels trauma that you'll carry in like your next life if you believe in like reincarnation? 
Um, sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking is, like, if you came to me and said, like, you know, I'm pretty anxious a lot, um... Or oh, I'm that's like a story of my headache. life. Oh, okay, so yeah, so like clearing out your, you know, metaphorically but quite literally in your case, your basement and inhabiting that drops energy down. So that the feeling of, or just being energetically more rooted and more grounded, it drops that anxiety. You know, melts the anxiety essentially because it, it grounds anxiety because anxiety is energy that that you know you, you don't you're not inhabiting your your lower floors you don't have that like stability and connection to the earth so everything just goes up into your head and you have like racing thoughts and you you feel like you're about to tip forward um and you have that that anxious energy but once you like if you've ever gotten acupuncture or body work where you can drop energy back down into your feet and ground it through and out of your body into the earth, that really relieves anxiety. And that does translate into your your home. It's so interesting because um, when we moved in there, I was so anxious and it really felt like an uprooting and like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if like most people feel like that when they move somewhere new. I mean, I assume probably. Like, I think it totally depends. I think that's very a very normal, natural thing because you are, I mean, whenever you're moving, you're, it's like hermit crabs. You're like um, vulnerable. Uh, a lot is shifting. You're, you're unconsciously, you know, up-leveling in a way um, to, to learn your next lesson. Mm. It's kind of like the, the the chariot card, like you're shedding that that skin. That's so interesting. I'm in a chariot year this year. Oh wow. Um. Okay, I want to think of oh. So the other the other way that I like to use the cards um, is you have just like in any relationship. You have an, well, generally unconscious, like, karmic contract or contract with the other person. Um, like, do you know what, do you know what I mean when mm-hmm. I'm saying that? Are you familiar with that, that idea? Like, you kind of set up this patterning that you guys both unconsciously agree to. And then that patterning persists. And, and a lot of times what happens is, patterning is not really great and you're not that conscious about it and so you end up having a big fight and you have to like reorganize yeah renegotiate yeah so the energetic imprint of the home and your energetic imprint it can go multiple ways the home can actually call you energetically because it wants your energy to like this sounds kind of woo-woo and you can look at it from more of a psycho-spiritual perspective or you can look at it from like more of a mathematical, energetic, like magnetism perspective, but it, the house is pulling you in to complete it. Like you, your energy pattern fills in something that it needs or 
you are attracted to the house because the energy pattern of the house is something that you're missing and you need for this next uh, time period in your life. You know what's something so weird about our house? So the place where we have like our TV that we made like our family room, they didn't have when it was my husband's family, they used that as like a sitting room and they had the family room on like the other side of the house, um, which like it wasn't insulated and there was no heat. And I was like, let's make like the regular room like our family room. And he was like, apparently when my parents moved in there, there was like this huge mural of Jesus on the wall, which I find (laughs) so hilarious. So I always think of that. And like, I was totally called to like make that our living space. And I was like, why is this like, right? I was like, what energy does this Jesus wall have over me? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like this house has so much energy. Like, I haven't even really unraveled it. It feels so powerful. It also feels really powerful because I've seen how powerful it is over him. Like, he's really, like, never moved out of, like, a three-mile radius of this house. So. Wow, yeah. Like, when we were, like, in a condo, we were, like, a mile away. Like, we could still see the house. And it just feels like this magnet, almost. Um, And it just feels, it feels, like, very safe. It feels like a very safe container. Like, people have gotten, like, broken into, like, around us. But it's never been, like, our house. Like, it's always been, like, our Uh, next-door neighbor's house. Like, Interesting. Yeah, like, it feels like there's this good, I don't know, it feels very, like, protected. It definitely doesn't feel, like, empty. Like, Like, it always feels like there's, like, spirits that are present. um, Which, like, freaks (laughs) my husband out. And I'm not supposed to say any of that. But, like, I totally feel that way. Um, yeah, it's just very interesting. So the, the, um, Jesus wall, (laughs) is that in the room, is that in the room that that you've written bay windows, tons of plants? Yes. Do you know what wall it was? Yeah, it was the one with the TV. So it would be the, I think the south facing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so interestingly, that is your spirituality wisdom gloss. Oh my God, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Are you religious at all? Um, I am, I would say like more spiritual than religious. Like I grew up Catholic. Okay, do you, do you have, okay, so you have a connection to like Jesus. I feel like I'm very like I have a very big connection to like the Mary archetype, but more in like a high okay. priestess way. Yeah. But you I mean, you know love Jesus. You grew up with Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're that, homies. That We're homies. That yeah, you grew up with that <laughs> archetype in your in your life. Cause that's I mean, that's interesting, right? Like 
you feel good and protected in a space that clearly the people before his parents were calling in the energy of that archetype by painting a mural. Oh my God, you're so right. Yes. And it's interesting because they were Jewish. So they like weren't really into it. So they went to like the other side of the house. (laughs) Oh, funny. Uh So they didn't like paint over it? No, they did paint over it. But like we just know okay, it's they there. They over it, but like they, they they didn't feel that comfortable, and so they moved. Okay, um, so I'm curious to hear. I'm just shuffling the cards. Um, I want to know what what lessons does this house have for you? Because we've been talking a lot, a lot about your partner, but it's hard for me to read anything. I mean, I can read a little bit just with you talking about him, but read anything about your partner with him not being um, in dialogue with us. I, I just don't like to. So That's totally let's fair. Let's put the focus back on you. And I don't know. Is that something that interests you? Yeah, so to totally. I think it's or, hard to okay. like figure out what my place even is because it's so, I guess, like, a new energy to me where it feels like it's been so like claimed. So I would love your input. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at the lessons that this home is bringing you right now. Um, Cause that can change obviously, but let's look at it right now. So I don't know if you're sitting, are you sitting? Yeah. Okay. So just feel your feet on the ground. Feel your butt in the chair. So grounding energy down. Thinking about the question of what is my home teaching me right now? Just take a few deep breaths. Okay, cool. So I pulled the death card and the tower <laughs> flew out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then I pulled, I mean, I just pulled three cards for it. Um, and they don't have a specific specific spread. I just kind of look at the combined energies. But I also pulled page of wands and then, I'm oh, sorry, page of wands reverse and then emperor. Ooh. Um, okay, so the I'm emperor like, is my oh. birth card. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm not at all surprised to see these, given what you've said. What do you um, think about the tower? That, part, that feels very like well, what we were I, talking about, the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it calls forth the first thing you said, which is like, I feel very comfortable with the east side, but not the west side, which is like endings. Um, I think I even maybe mentioned the death card, like the, the endings uh-huh. to... Uh, endings to rebirth so ending of of relationships and I think for you that's probably like working with that is a big tower shift like that would change a lot in your life can you talk more about that 
Like, what do you, what do you mean? Well, are there, are there, I don't know why it's just been relationships that have been coming to me, but it, it could be anything, but are there, are there endings that you're really resisting letting go of that, you know, has passed their, or overdue, um, Hmm. Like yeah, what what I mean? What's your relationship that in your external life? Like, and what what would what would happen if you did, you know, release? If you did like soften into the the death process there. I don't know. I guess I need to think about it. <laughs> well, and tell me again. Go back to what you were saying about the um, the tower makes you think of the the basement. Well, because I always think of like Lindsay Max teaching with the tower, where she's like the foundation is crumbling. Where like before yeah. you can like build anything, you need to get like a solid foundation, and if that's like leaky, I feel like I remember her saying like a leaky foundation. Which made me think about what you were talking about with like all the water and Yeah, I mean what's your relationship to like uh putting down like your own roots in the world? I think it's very I don't know, I guess it's like scary. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and is it scary because it means you might have to, like, let go of some ways of functioning or some people? Or is it scary because there's a death element to it? You know, I mean, death is also ego death as well, but. Hmm. I think it's scary because it brings up, like, maybe patterns of my childhood and like Uh, not wanting to repeat (laughs) those patterns. And I feel like I had like a weird childhood because I'm a Scorpio rising too. So I'm very like rooted, but also very inflexible And I don't like things to, like, change. And so I think, like, I was always very, like, attached to my house growing up, like, my childhood home. But it also wasn't, I feel like, a great experience. I feel, like, bad saying that, but I guess it is what it is. Like, yeah, I don't know. So then, like, putting down roots again it almost felt like better when we were kind of in like it felt less vulnerable when we were like in limbo in like our condo because it didn't feel Mm -hmm. as like I guess like the stakes aren't as high I don't know why I feel that way but well it also sounds like by default you have put down your roots in his family right because it feels more comfortable lineage it feels like less icky than my lineage (laughs) 
feels like. Yes, there's a way that, I mean, you two are connected in the sense that, like, there's some exploration there and, like, assisting him in cleaning out the basement, even though it's his parents' stuff, that'll send you and your own process of, of doing that. The, the other really cool thing about feng shui and, I mean, tarot, too, is that, like, you don't have to intellectually figure this out, but, like, the different things, like, the different patterns that, that, you know, we can see, like, okay, your whole, like, everything I explained about the basement, you don't really have to know exactly where that's going to lead you. I mean, with the Page of Wands reverse, what it's telling me is it's going to, like, lead you on, like, a, a new, like, expansive, very, like, uh, it's going to open up a very passionate, like, creative space for you. Ooh, I love that. And that, like, yeah, and that there's some, like, clearing out. I mean, the reverse, like, there's some, like, clearing out and 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 grounding, like, with the emperor and grounding in your own, you know, two feet on the world, in the world. Um, like, that, that potential is available to you in this home. And, like, you choosing to move into this home has made you aware of the fact that you haven't quite done that letting go building your own foundational work and that you've moved into someone else's and it's kind of like bugging you a little bit like I don't know it's like damp it's dark it's just like I don't I don't know I'm not even going to look at it and it, that's really a beautiful thing because it's calling your attention to it wow and you're like, so okay, smart like, what does this mean <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at this everybody hire her are you feeling it now? <laughs> You're like, I didn't really have motivation before, but now I want that like passionate adventure energy. Yeah, I mean, clearing out and finding your own roots and 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 expanding from your own two feet is a really gratifying. Experience. And I am like all about finding stability. Like last year, my fix was like putting plants all over the house. And I feel like that really helped. But I feel like this is probably like more of like a root thing. And it feels more of like a root psychological thing also. Yeah, this is going to, I mean, this is the tower card came up. So this is going to shift a lot for you. Which I I understand. Like you're like, let me just like put some plants first. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so interesting because I got the tower for August for like my wheel of the year and like the frequency like oracle card that I picked for it was joy so maybe like this summer that'll be like my project we'll be going through it and I don't know that gives me like motivation yeah you can't really do it alone I mean you guys have to work together it it would definitely have to be together (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because it's, it's an interesting situation I mean it's so obviously so common to move in with a, a partner but like then it kind of hits you hard you're like oh I really like combined lives with you we're in the same house together which means we're sharing the same energy but like obviously you chose this for a reason because you have these things to look at as well so you know as you're doing it you're not doing it like for him or for his family you're doing it and and you can open up to it being about your personal work as well 
wow, it feels like so healing for like the whole home. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that house called you guys in there. Totally. Do you feel like and you're called it, by spaces? Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it, it can go both ways. I, I had a really interesting consultation once a long time ago. I mean, New York is so fascinating because there's a bunch of older spaces. And there was a space that had been a brothel. And I was working with a um, an amazing space clear who can, like, I can't like see spirits that are there I can like feel essences um but she was like describing like um you know some people that that were like really in pain there like um and really disoriented because they had died of like drug overdoses or something and we were working with a I mean the the owner of the space it was like a, a healing art space and she was having such a hard time in the space. And, and what I realized and was that the space had called her and everything that she was doing, all of like the um, healing work that she and the practitioners in the space were doing was like really healing for the space. However, it was kind of like a, a narcissistic partner and there was kind of no, it was just sucking her dry. So she ended up completely cutting ties with the space. Like we blessed it, you know, cut ties, consciously cut ties and moved on to another beautiful space. And they, you know, really thrived in that other space. So it's just an interesting example of like <laughs> a very dark story. About can call you negatively. I don't know why I'm like sharing some shit stories, but no, I think it's this is what we're like, all about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, leave it to me to bring you the dark stuff. Um, no, I mean the person. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the person who like has the death card and the tower come up. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> wonderful it's so interesting it's it's a it's a range yeah but it's um you know it's like any any partnership like you're I think she learned a lot from that from that situation she learned a lot in overextending um and it's like when you date someone who you know really drains you you learn a lot about that um and it's not necessarily a bad thing but you have to realize like okay gotta cut ties gotta move on um and yeah, I mean, uh, spaces have their own, like, collective, like, energetic field and consciousness. Um, It's so interesting because I've been getting, like, the Four of Wands reversed a lot lately. Like, I pulled oh, it as, like, yeah. my daily card this morning. And oh, wow. I just feel like it's so indicative to what you're talking about. Yeah, how do you interpret four of wands reverse? Um, you know, I kind of haven't like gotten a clear answer from it, but it feels very like this conversation is mirroring it, like having like a solid foundation. And I pulled it with the card of like rest. 
So I feel like one of the things I was going to ask you was like, how can you make your house or like tips for people to like make their house a very like relaxing retreat from like the outside like craziness, especially like you're in New York. Like how do you create this like nest that feels like safe and um relaxing and someplace you can kind of like leave everything else out and like come to unwind so I love that question I want to get to it in just a second but first let's go back to how (laughs) the four blondes was related to you resting because what you said was like about the anxiety um what I'm saying is that you and you also ask like why the hell would you do this basement work which is a great question why the hell would you um but and I think what I responded is like you know you want to create a container that can hold I think I was saying money at the time but like now it's like you it's this 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 four of wands reverse energy next to the rest it's like you really need in order to rest you have to deeply drop into yourself and calm your nervous system, right? Uh-huh. And you need to feel safe in your home and you need to feel like, quote-unquote, safe. Like, my interpretation of that is that it's your, your, like, approved of energy, like, your, like, conscious energy. So if you aren't... If there's a whole floor, I mean, we're harping a lot on the basement and I'm sure there's other things about your home too, but like if there's this whole floor that you can't even really look at, then, which is also related to like sacred circuit breaker panel, which is all about the nervous system. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, literally all of the electricity is grounded in your basement. So if you want to experience joy, which a lot of a lot about that four of wands card to, to me the four of wands reverse is like I there's like a little bit of a blockage I mean it's different for every reading but a bit of a blockage of how do I create this container to hold my experience of joy and and you're pulling it in conjunction to rest and so it's like I need to really deeply drop into some rest so that I have the bandwidth and the space to allow in joy and motivation to work with the basement area of your life, of your home, is so that you have, so that you can deeply drop into and, and create this closed container that holds joy. You're blowing my mind because I feel like this is a lot about like bringing things from the subconscious to the conscious. And I feel like I had this huge realization yesterday that I finally like got the sun card. Like I never really like, I mean, I understood it intellectually before, but I never actually got it. But I feel like something from my subconscious that has been like, like I always like understood the moon card because I feel like, like I'm a Pisces moon, like I just feel like dreams and stuff like really like it gets the message to me. But then I was finally able to like convert that message into a knowing. And like this. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And this feeling of like 
I had this like mantra of like, I find validation and love within myself instead of like looking for it in the outside world. And I felt like my subconscious kept trying to tell me that, but I finally like got it. And it just feels like this, like going within and it's just like bringing me back to how you're talking about like our space is a mirror and it's just mm-hmm. like blowing my mind like these <laughs> all of these things that like you're working on and then you see them like reflected in your life and it's so cool in this whole like just like feeling of like moving from like the moon card of like going through all of your shit and then like consciously like sorting through it and like creating a space that you approve of and feel good about like what you're saying I just love it it's amazing I really in the you know looking at the lesson of what this house is bringing you is I think you choosing to move in with your partner to a space that was you know that's occupied by more by him and his family not because he's not a generous you know person or you don't have like a 50 50 relationship but but like that's the scenario that you both agreed on it's it's making you realize like oh shit like there's a lot of my sacred space is actually occupied by things that aren't mine which is which is a lot about this like okay what what would I like to let go of and like what does this mean as far as my potential to expand in Page of Wands? And like the lesson of the emperor is this home is helping you realize all the ways that you're letting other people occupy your space, which is amazing because it allows you to also see how much space you do have, especially once you clear out, um, like clear out, clear out that space and fully stand in it you know the emperor like fully root in it and expand out in it so this home is teaching you some in a roundabout way some really amazing things yeah wow it makes sense that like like death tower emperor those are all like major arcana cards um and the these are going to be big big shifts for you and it, it seems like they're coming from the space of you being I love how like slightly uncomfortable you are with, with like, he doesn't really, like, you're like nice, but he doesn't really let me into these spaces. And like, you know, his family stuff is taking over everywhere. And, and like, I don't really, I don't really like believe in Jesus yet. There was this gigantic like mural on the wall, you know, it's, um, which is just helping you realize like, Oh, there's some inherited belief systems that, that I can maybe still take a look at, uh, like you grew up Catholic, like still, what is your, what is your relationship to that? What part, what piece of that would you like to take forward? Which you already described, like you have a good relationship with, um, with the archetype of Mary and what that means to you. Um, so, so a lot of sorting there that is being called to your attention. Wow. Okay, so yeah, really cool stuff. I know you're like on a timeline, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I okay. feel like so I made I this actually, all about me. 
which is a cool way to to get a little insight. And, and the amazing thing is, I don't want everyone to, to you know to hang up to to hang up this this podcast <laughs> and think that they have to go like remodel their whole their whole home. But it's you can start to like this conversation obviously plants the seeds for you and you don't have to like go clean out your basement today. Like you can do a few things to set the intention of these things that we've discussed. Like right now you're already more aware of these, these different things and you can slowly start to work with your home. And as you're working with your home, it's like, it's this alchemical process that you're, you're going through where you're, you're really changing the energy within you, which is obviously going to change your whole, your whole life. So it doesn't all have to happen at once. You can, um, like a, a lot of, a lot of feng shui practitioners suggest like make five changes to your home after a consultation. Um, and let those, you know, sit in those for a little bit. Um, but I did want to answer your question. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, good. I did want to answer your question about New York and, and how to feel. What, what, what did you ask specifically? I think like maybe how can people create more of like a retreat space, like a space where they can like come home and unwind and feel like really good. Yeah. So that's a tricky, I love that question. And it's a tricky question because everyone wants it to be like, put purple flowers in the (laughs) big corner of your home, which like, is awesome and I do that <laughs> for sure but the real truth to it is start to deepen your relationship to your home because once you cultivate that intimacy I mean it's kind of like let's think about it again in relationship to partner it's like how do you create a loving relationship to a person that you just started dating <laughs> it's like well cultivate intimacy with that person um, get to know them, have a dialogue, have more conversation, um, more interaction. And once you up the dialogue, up the conversation, up the interaction, up the intimacy, the space, you start to fill the space with the energy that you want. Like you start to, well, you start to fill the space with your energy, but when you're doing it, consciously you are interacting and dialoguing with like love and care ideally and so your space is now going to mirror back your own love and care so it's kind of a trick question or or maybe just like a a lame answer but like the real way to create an environment that holds you and, and nurtures you is to put more of yourself into it. Wow, you're so wise. <laughs> you're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, you've like shed so much light on this really dark basement of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me very happy to hear. But I think it's so cool to see like how deep you can go into like psychological things with just looking at somebody's space. It's like such magic. 
Yeah, and I mean that's like any divination tool, right? Like I don't do what is it the um the bone throwing? I can't remember what it's called, but different there's different cultures that have that as a divination tool, and it's like how in the world are you reading all of this from you know the orientation of some bones or like tea tea reading like the bottom of your teacup? Like um, it's divination tools are magical and fascinating, and you can you know, if you're open to it as a practitioner, you can receive a lot of information and floor plans, like with my background in architecture and like love of geometry, like working with feng shui is really the, the, the medium that resonates with me the most. That is Um, so so cool. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to share this with my sister. She's an architect and loves tarot. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yes. That's so great. Well, I'm excited to um, share a little more with you on it's uh, so the workshop that I'm doing that we're going to start talking about how to use tarot with uh, your floor plan. We're going to go through, I'm going to teach you about the bagua. Um, and so we're going to work on that on your, your floor plan. And it's this Sunday, March 8th, 5 p.m. And I'm going to record it and I'll probably have it if I can, if I'm technologically savvy enough, I'll probably have it for sale on my website afterwards. Okay, cool. And would this be one. helpful? I can put this out like really soon so if you want like more people to sign up or are you gonna do it again or what's kind of your plan yeah um I'd love for more people to sign up I think we have like 12 right now um but also I'll probably do it again um people can also catch the replay but if you get it out sooner that's great too Okay, and then how can people, like, book you for sessions and kind of, like, talk about maybe, like, what are some of your offerings that people can explore? Yes, so I'm on Instagram. That's my favorite social media platform, at the letter N, and then my name, Kyle, K-Y-L-E-F-R-E-E-M-A-N, Freeman. And... So I post some little, little notes about feng shui on there. I like to um, I like to do a little writing on Instagram, and so you can book me. You can DM me, book me through there. You could also email me uh, in Kyle Freeman at gmail dot com. Um, I do remote consultations and over Zoom and uh, the video conferencing chat. And I also do in person if you're in New York. So I will come to your house and work with you there. But remote is really great, too. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, obviously. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. This was fun. Thank you.
Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you love this episode with Kyle. Definitely connect with her on Instagram and Kyle Freeman. You can find info about her workshop there. Send her a message. You can also book a consultation with her there. And I hope you guys got something from this podcast. I'm sure you did because it was so cool hearing all about feng shui and energy and how it can be combined with tarot. And I will definitely be cleaning out my basement, God willing, this summer. Um, Send me love. Send me good vibes. Um, it's a big project, but somebody's got to do it, right? I definitely feel so good after this conversation, so inspired. Um, and definitely I am looking at this house in a whole different way, which is very cool. And wow, I just keep saying wow, because that was so fun. Um, If you liked this podcast, if you could rate and review it, give it five stars on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast and it would mean a lot to me. So I think that's about it. Um, thank you guys for listening. I've been putting out more episodes more frequently, so I hope you guys have been enjoying them and are able to keep up with all of the good convos, which is so funny because it's like Mercury retrograde and it's like usually you're like being more quiet, but I'm like, no, let's talk. I want to talk. Um, so I'm all about it. I hope you guys are too. I hope you're having fun listening. And I hope your retrograde is going smoothly. I feel like this is such a good retrograde conversation because it talks about like reviewing everything in your house. Um, It's kind of perfect, kind of perfect. So reach out to me on Instagram. Tell me what you thought at Blind Love Radio. Send me your comments, questions love good vibes i'm here for it i want to chat with you let's keep this going and i will be back next week with more convos love you guys bye also let's give a round of applause for today's music brick house by the commandors the commanders commandores i can't read Love you. Bye. I'm just letting it all hang out. She's a brick.